There are who can't complete the sentence na 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 na. There are men who don't use to the bat poles as their safe word. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost. Two men who should have better things to do but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. With special guest grown-ass man, Jack Perez. Grown-ass man. Adam West was our first Batman, my first Batman, at any rate. Absolutely. And he died recently, which is, we'll miss him. We yeah, really he lived a miss. good long life. Yes. That was my, right away, my thought. What can you say about him that hasn't already been said? Better put five cents in the meter. No policeman's going to give the Batmobile a ticket. No matter, Robin. This money goes toward building better roads. We all must do our part. Good citizenship, you know. Holy taxation. You're right again, Batman. Who doesn't love that Batman show? Even people who are serious people, serious comic book fans about Batman and where Batman is now. Everybody loves him. He had such a sense of humor. It was such a it was such a different version of Batman than anybody else has ever done. Yeah. And then later in his career, his other work on on The Simpsons and Family Guy, and he was on every every 70s show and, and that makes he, sense a lot of the time he played himself he worked a lot i mean it's incredibly impressive how much right. he he worked there was one thing that he did that never actually aired that you should see have you ever seen look well no look well is a pilot he did it i think in the 90s late 90s Produced and written by Conan O'Brien and Robert wow. Smigel. I recognize you. Aren't you Ty Lookwell? Yes. But until this audition's over, I prefer to be addressed as Buzz McCool. Well, it's nice to meet you. You know, I remember Banachek. That was a great show. No, I wasn't Banachek. That was George Papard. I was Bannigan. Brannigan? No, that was Hugh O'Brien. I was Bannigan. Oh, right, right. You had the black secretary. No, that was Mannix. I had a sheepdog. Right. So there is one episode of Look Well, and you can see it on YouTube, and you should totally watch oh. it on YouTube. It's a you know like twenty two minute sitcom, and it's hilarious. It's about a uh, an actor who used to play a detective on TV, and now right. he's retired, but he still thinks that he can solve crimes, even though he was just an actor on TV. Oh, well, I have <laughs> to check it out yeah. for sure. So yesterday in uh, L.A., they put the bat signal up on. I don't know which big uh, which building it was, but. I mean, it's like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Not everybody, a lot of people have died in the last year and a half, two years, man. But not everybody gets the Batman, you know, insignia on a, on a big wall like the Empire State Building yeah. at night. It was pretty great. Adam West also made a movie. I mean, he made a bunch of movies, but he made a movie with my friend Jack Perez. And Jack, uh, Jack's a great guy. He's a, he's a writer and a director, and he's... A person who's also got an impressive IMDb yeah. page, and despite having laryngitis when he, he talked with me, uh -huh. he's told us his whole story, which is pretty amazing. Right, about working with Adam West. 
Jack Perez, thank you very much for talking with us. Oh, my pleasure. I did not realize until Adam West died this week that you actually made a movie with him in 2004, and it sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah, no, it really was. Um, it really was one of the coolest experiences because you never write anything for a particular actor because you can never get him. You know, it's just like that's everyone's always writing scripts like, oh, I'm writing this for Harrison Ford or I'm writing this for Johnny Depp or whatever they're doing. And at the end of the day, the chances of actually getting that person are are ridiculously slim. So even though Adam West obviously wasn't a mega movie star in my mind, in my mind and anybody who grew up on Batman, you know, he was this towering figure so you know he was this i this character this mad scientist dr harryhausen that i wrote i just couldn't get him out of my head when i was writing it and i allowed myself to be uh i don't know optimistic and at the end of the day he was just into it you know so to me that was that was already like a major victory just having him you know wanting to be in my movie that that already was was beyond uh, exciting, and the thing about it is that when he showed up and I got to know him, because I had I had no knowledge of what he was like personally, he was just he was just everything you wanted him to be, and more. Tell me a little bit about the movie. You wrote it, you directed it. Yeah, so the movie was made in 2004, and it was um, it was called it was called Monster Island, and it's basically a a Valentine to old atomic mutation monster picks of the 50s, specifically uh, movies like Them, uh, the 1954 Giant Ant, James Arness classic, and uh, and the stop-motion animated films of Ray Harryhausen and Jim Danforth, and all the basically those films that I grew up on when I was a kid, so casting Adam, who was of that, not necessarily of that period, although he did do Robinson Crusoe on Mars in the 50s, but Adam fit perfectly into that idea because everybody played it straight, and that was really the essence of Batman anyway. But the character he plays is a, you know, basically a, a nice mad scientist, an atomic energy scientist who's been stranded on this kind of bikini island atomic testing site for 50 years and is rediscovered by these kids that go on this MTV island getaway and it was everything I wanted, you know, it was like the kind of movie that I wanted to see when I was, you know, 14, and and I would have wanted to see him in that part. Even recently, it's funny, I, a good friend of mine who's quite a bit younger than me, he said he his introduction to Adam was through watching Monster Island when he was 11, and that was his, you know, kind of, you know, introduction to Adam. That, that's, he thought Adam was cool in that. And then his uncle said, no, wait a minute, that's Batman. you got to check out the series. And so I thought it was kind of cool that some people may have seen Adam first in this, um, which almost is inconceivable because to me he'll always be, you know, Batman first like, like to so many of us. And you'd written a really long monologue for him in your movie, like a three-page monologue for him as the mad scientist, right? Actually, today was looking at it. In the script, which I had looked at, you know, for whatever, 13 years or whatever it's been. And it really was more like five pages. 
with all these kind of crazy digressions and weird idiosyncratic, you know, remarks about, you know, medicine and science and the human body. And he just kind of, you know, he's supposed to be essentially a, a whack job. It wasn't easy dialogue. And yeah, he had to, he had to get all that stuff down, which, you know, on the first day he came into my, he came into my trailer. We were shooting, uh, exteriors out in the woods of Vancouver. And so we had these kind of, we had a camp and he came into my trailer and, and, you know, he was just the, you know, the most happy, excited, you know, he was like a, you know, he was like a 10 year old kid. I'm all excited about the part and, you know, how I saw it and calling me JP, which, you know, was like, it's kind of like this great old Hollywood, you know, way of addressing someone like, you know, and then he said, you know, uh, what really held me in the Batcave was a teleprompter. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I didn't have the heart to tell him we didn't have that. And so I anticipated trouble on the day of this kind of mega monologue. But it was all for nothing because he, he walked on the set. We blocked, you know, a big giant master of the whole scene where it's him and the kids and he has to kind of circumnavigate this whole science lab and and it's a lot of blocking and a lot of dialogue and he just like I expected he was going to get two lines and then I have to stop and pick it up and he just ran through the whole five pages like he just killed it he just knew it all he you know he was already an older guy when when he made the movie so you know his professionalism coupled with his attitude was just the best can you tell me the story of come on let's go yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, uh, it's something that happened when I was mixing the movie in Vancouver where we shot, and it was about a couple of weeks after uh, we wrapped. And you know, as it always happens, and there was a lot of exterior shooting in this movie, you often have to replace dialogue, uh, you know, with dubbing or as we say ADR, you know, additional dialogue replacement. So. But as it turned out, all of Adam's dialogue was spot on and clean, except for one line, which happens at the end of the movie, where he's leading the kids inside this giant anthill to an escape route. And he just has to say, come on, let's go. That's it. One line. And I almost said, to hell with it. We really don't need it. It's, it'll be fine. And he was already back in Idaho, and there was no way it was practical for him to come all the way back up to Vancouver to record. So he said, look, I'll just go into a local, I don't know if he went into the local FM radio station in his hometown and catch him or whether he even recorded it in his, in his office. I have no idea, but basically, you know, a few days later, this recording showed up of his line reading and the sound, the dialogue engineer called me into his workstation and said, Jack Adams line came in. You want to hear it? And I said, no, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll hear it in the mix. I'm sure it's fine. He goes, no, 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 no. You're going to want to hear this. I said, okay. So he says, are you ready? And he plays this recording, which is, you know, a minute, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's every conceivable line reading of Come On, Let's Go in succession. It was brilliant. Well, if it's okay with you, I'd like to play it for everybody. A grown-ass man exclusive, or just about, Adam West. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on.
Come on, let's go. 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 It's just like a, a snapshot of the man's mind and all its humor and brilliance and... And speed. I, I mean, my God, how fast did he rip that out? And it came with no explanation and no um, laughter at the end, like, ha, 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 Jack, ha, ha, just fucking with you, ha. You know, one of the other things, I, if you don't mind me adding, is, is that what was interesting when I was, when I was making Monster Island, I wasn't thinking of changing the way I was going to shoot Adam um, in terms of the compositions or the frame sizes or the focal lengths, I was just going to, I was going to shoot him like I was shooting the rest of the movie and block him like I was blocking all the rest of the actors. And what was interesting was, and I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday, what I found was when I allowed him to come downstage towards camera and deliver a lot of his dialogue open to camera, in other words, rather than turning around and facing the other actors or looking at them directly in profile, if he came towards camera and kind of played out to the audience, something perfect clicked in the image. And I realized what it was, was it was all those, it was all the black blocking in Batman, where, where Batman would always kind of muse on whatever the situation was or the villain he was going after. He would always kind of take a couple of steps toward camera and play everything out to the audience. You know, not directly into the lens, but kind of out into the world. And I found while I was doing this that when he did that, he became Adam. I guess it was part of the whole visual iconography of him, or the, or the image of him, was, was that kind of staging. Where can I see Monster Island? I think you can you can definitely rent it on Amazon, um, and you can get it on YouTube even. I think there's a way of renting it there. Jack Perez, thank you for being here. Oh no, man, it's my, it's, it's it's totally my pleasure. Like I said, I you know it was, it was a really I mean the, the guy lived lived a long and and uh, and happy life. But you know when anybody you know you love you passes, you're like wow, you know the world is you know is is, is a little less bright for him not being in it. So so it's a real, it's great to be able to talk about him. So what's your, uh, <laughs> when you incredible. think back on uh, the Batman show, besides the movie, what what's your favorite, what's your favorite Batman moment? I mean, think? for me, by far, the greatest thing is the intro of the show. The cartoon part, like, when that comes on with Neil Hefty's incredible, it's one of the best TV themes of all time. And it's just, 
every time I saw that, I was like, I couldn't take my eyes off the TV. You know, how it Kate turns into the insignia. It's incredible. And all those villains that walk by and then you know, they all bam, get yeah, oh, knocked out of screen. Oh man, that is really great. What's some of your favorite moments? I like all the stuff where Batman corrects Robin. I can't get away from Batman that easy. Easily. Easily. Good grammar is essential, Robin. Thank you, Batman. You're welcome. Now, let's get the Where he's a father figure to Robin. <laughs> I mean, I just watched uh, a compilation of fight scenes from season three. Great. The people who do these, I mean, it's... God bless them that they have that kind of time. Yeah. I'm just going to assemble the fight scenes from season three. Of course, I must watch it. And it was great. It's, it's so incredibly <laughs> choreographed, you know. And Batgirl is in all of those scenes. I love Batgirl. Oh, I love man, her purple great. costume and the motorcycle. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, one of the things that's nice about that, if you know Batman... In the comic books, especially Frank Miller on, it's so dark. <laughs> you know, and the movies now are humorless. And then you you go back to nineteen sixty-six and it's just it's a comedy show. I mean it's right. and, and it was it's great because I didn't realize it was a comedy show when I was a kid. It was just Batman. Yeah. It was, it was an adventure show. <laughs> That's about right. the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, I I mean even in the beginning of the movie they're in the helicopter. Oh. And all the people are see the helicopter, the batcopter, the batcopter and they're like I just feel so much better that Batman is taking care of the city. Whereas like now it's like Batman is like terrorizing you. Yeah. You know, you may not even be like a bad person, but if Batman's in a bad mood, you know, you may- you may get terrorized by Batman. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. But not the old Batman. Yeah. No, not the old Batman. Oh, he's also so... You still see him through the mask. Yeah. Completely. You can mm-hmm. totally see that it's Adam West. Yeah. In that, in that ridiculous cowl. Pure West. I think everybody loved that show. I think so too. I've it's never hard met not any, to. Yeah. How do you, how do you not love that show? Yeah. If you if you're out there listening and you didn't love the original Batman <laughs> TV show, we want to hear from you. Right. We want you to be a guest yes. on Grown and Ass Men. Explain why. Yeah. You have to write an essay. Yeah. We will be nice though. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Jack Perez for being on our. Yeah, show that's awesome that he uh, did that great interview with you. It's great. He's he's just a, such a sweet guy. Hmm. This is Grown Ass Men episode fifty. Yeah. Amazing. This is like king episodes. size annual. Yes. Even though it's not any bigger than our normal ones, you know. But it's like king size annual. This is like. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been a real pleasure for us. I know to fill the airways. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Bernice, for listening <laughs> to all fifty episodes. <laughs> very, very nice. All right, people. We'll see you during the next fifty. Yes. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye.